0: Come on! Welcome, Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome today's guest, strong and powerful, Teresa Bruni. Teresa, are you ready to do this? I am. All right, let's 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 go. Teresa is a healer. She's the founder and owner of Less Fear, More Flow. She's an international best-selling author believing that everybody deserves physical, emotional and spiritual healing. Excited to have you on. Teresa, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work and why you do what you do.
1: Well, um, I'll try to make a long story short. As, as a child, all I ever wanted to be was a teacher. And it uh, turns out that that's exactly what I did. I worked uh, in corporate America. I worked in technology. And I taught people how to use the technology uh, to make their jobs easier. And that was always the, the best part of, of my job. I love helping people Um learn and so now that i do this work i you know i teach people how to improve their health and that came from my own personal journey where i was a chronically ill and on full disability for over a decade wow yeah yeah
0: tell tell me about that
1: okay (laughs) so um So let me tell you a little bit about my my business practice that will help lead us uh, into that conversation. Um, uh, The basis of my practice is that the body is the messenger. And so our body is is constantly sending us signals that we need to pay attention to and so most of us know the most common signals like if we get a headache or eye strain we know we need to step away from the computer. Um, But if we continue to ignore the signals that our body is sending us those signals will get louder and louder now. For me, um, I had a, a very abusive childhood between the ages of two and 13. And uh, consequently, that you know, led into an abusive marriage. And so when I was in my early 30s and breaking away from, from that, uh, my body just broke down. And, and there was a lot I didn't know back then that I know now. There was a lot that I needed to learn <laughs> life. Life truly is a learning experience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I lived it up in the Northeast corridor, it, you know, between Philly and New York. So I had some of the best doctors in the country when I, when I became ill, um, I'd never been sick before. So I just, you know, depended on them to teach me how to get well. And seven years into that journey, it was not going well at all. I was pretty much stuck, unable to um, regain my health. Uh, I was on, they had me on a pharmaceutical cocktail uh, for my symptoms. And those drugs were actually changing my personality. And, um, you know, a very close friend of mine noticed that I wasn't the person that I normally was and so that was my epiphany and at that point I decided that I needed to take matters into my own hands to get well. My healing journey lasted three years. I had to do a lot of looking inside and I had to deal with all that trauma that had settled in my body and had caused me to become sick. I went back to work in uh, 1999, full time. I rarely get sick <laughs> because I know now, you know, uh, what it takes to stay well.
0: Wow. What a journey. So it turns out those doctors on the, the corridor weren't that great after all.
1: Well, you know, they, they, uh, they were really good doctors, but they were doing their doctoring. And our system um, our system here in America is, is pretty messed up. If you go out to the CDC website, you'll, you'll see that the statistics show us 60% of all American adults have a chronic health condition and 40% of those have two or more. Uh, further research will show you that out of the wealthiest countries in the world, the U.S. ranks number eleven in healthcare. Yet we have the most expensive healthcare system in the world. So I, I truly believe that doctors are good people, but the entire system is a little messed up. And what we don't do here in Western medicine is, you know, look at the body as the messenger. Um, our system treats symptoms. So if you go to the doctor for knee pain or backache, you know, um, rather than addressing what the emotional route might be, you're medicated, you're taken into surgery, um, band-aids, big band-aids, expensive band-aids.
0: So the, I think that, that when people hear What do people say to you normally when you say we need to get to the emotional root of this?
1: It frightens some people because that's very deep work and it it can be frightening. Um, uh, Some people are ready. I find that the clients who do the best in my program have one of two fears. Uh, They are either afraid of dying or they're afraid of becoming a burden to their family. So you've probably heard that expression, when the pain outweighs the gain, that's when you'll make a move. And so that's what it takes. Um, change scares people. And a lot of people you know, will stay exactly where they are because they know what tomorrow is going to look like. And I experienced that, you know, let me be clear that when I, when I was on the road to recovery and I was ready to go back to work, I had all those what if questions, you know, I'd been out on disability, full disability for nine years. What if I go back to work and I have a relapse? What then? You know, uh, what if I lose my medical insurance? What if this, what if that? So it's, it's, you know, change is scary, but I can guarantee you life on the other side of change is a beautiful thing.
0: Change scares people. We would rather stay where we are because we know what tomorrow is going to be. Even if we know that tomorrow is going to be painful, it's at least predictable pain and it's that whole, the devil, you know, versus the devil that you don't kind of a thing. Exactly. And it's only when the pain gets so unbearable that we say, "Ah, oh, now it is really time for me to, to, to do something. And then it's a function of, okay, I'm going to stop just going along with what I've been doing and what for lack of a better term, traditional advice has been, or traditional care has been, and now I need to take personal responsibility for this. I need ownership of it.
1: That is, you, you, hit, you hit it dead on. Um, we, as patients, we need to be empowered. We need to take back our right to heal. And healing requires a well-rounded approach. So in addition to looking at the messages that your body is sending you, uh, we also need to look at nutrition, exercise, fresh air, prayer, meditation, whatever, you know, whatever suits you. Um, Take the best that Western medicine has to offer, but always, always, always do your research Um, you know, I'm not opposed to pharmaceuticals. Uh, Sometimes uh, pharmaceuticals help us to what I call level the playing field. So for instance, sometimes I work with clients who um, I believe are clinically depressed. And I will highly recommend that they uh, see their doctor And maybe uh, take some antidepressants short term, you know, get a diagnosis. I'm not a doctor, so I can't diagnose those things, uh, but I can recognize when someone might be clinically depressed. When those serotonin levels get so low, sometimes it's nearly impossible to bring them back up without pharmaceuticals back up, then we have a better chance of of doing the healing work. And hopefully that pharmaceutical use will be short term. Same with pain. Anyone who has experienced chronic pain, it is debilitating. I mean, you can't even think straight when you're in chronic pain. So that's another instance where pharmaceuticals come in real handy because they allow us to level the playing field.
0: We need to take back our ability to heal. That's really powerful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it, it is my personal belief that Western medicine has taken away our ability to heal. We've been brainwashed to think we cannot heal without them. Now, that's also uh, a double-edged sword. So, you know, I, am, I come from a very large family. I'm the youngest of six. When my mother was a little girl... There were no antibiotics. People died from simple things like pneumonia. Okay, and then here comes this miracle drug, the antibiotic. And so um, we as patients have come to expect that miracle pill. And I've had conversations with doctors that I respect and admire. And they've told me, yeah, if I don't write a prescription, Sometimes my patients get angry with me. So, you know, it's a double-edged sword. Uh, We've been taught that we can't heal without medical science. And we've come to believe that as well. And so we think when we become ill, we can just go to the doctor and be handed this magical pill that's going to make everything better. And it's not always like that.
0: No, probably more often than not, if 60% of us have one chronic condition, 60%, that's crazy. Well, like we're almost, we're almost half of us are almost obese, 60% of us, and perhaps that's a chronic condition. I'm not sure. And then 40% of us have two or more. And I mean, staggering, staggering. So when, when the pain finally does get, or we get fed up with it, we get sick and tired of being sick and tired. How 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 to start?
1: Well, um, I always recommend that everyone do their research. And you know what's different for people today that I didn't have is the internet. Again, I went back to work in 1999. The internet, you know, was just coming on the scene. I spent a lot of time in bookstores, Barnes and Noble. You could pull half a dozen books off the shelf and sit at the coffee bar and read. Um, And I spent a lot of time in libraries. And I'm also a really good networker. So I was always fishing for information. Um, And so that's what people need to do. Uh, they are welcome to call me, of course, um, and and look at my uh, resources on my website and my YouTube channel. Uh, but you know, uh, start figuring out. So so so. Let me talk for a minute about the word surrender. Okay, I'm I'm gonna just back up here just a little bit. Um, one of the biggest shifts in my healing journey was surrendering. Now, again, I had some of the best doctors in the country. I was being treated at a medical school um, and I would read information and, you know, it was all about don't give up the fight. Don't give up the fight. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now that that is the wrong philosophy. When we fight anything, we're putting our body into a state of fight or flight that is shutting down the immune system. So it's only when we surrender, and I use the example of uh, a military pilot that gets shot down, okay? Um, he he gets captured by the enemy, that, that would be your illness, and he surrenders. He's got two choices. You know, he could either surrender or he can get killed. Um, When you surrender, it takes the pressure off and now it allows you to create a plan. So for me, when it, when it finally hit me that I needed to ignore that information that was being pushed at me, keep fighting, keep fighting, don't ever give up. And when I surrendered, it was like being in the, in the shopping mall and coming upon that big kiosk that says you are here. Okay, and once you know where you are at, then you can plan your escape. Does that make sense? It does. So that's the first part. Surrender to where you are. And then, you know, um, uh, whatever your belief system is with some prayer, with some meditation, um, we're going to jump right over hope and go straight to faith the answers will begin to come
0: jump over hope and go straight to faith it's another good one Teresa. (laughs) thank you (laughs) okay so well tell me more about that
1: well you know hope is exactly that i hope i get better um i hope i win the lottery uh you know, I hope dinner is good tonight. Uh, faith is believing that you, that you can get well. Okay. Faith is, is knowing that you have the answers within you. And that is another, um, part of my practice. I don't have the answers for my clients. I help them find their own answers because we all know deep down inside what it is that we need to heal. Nice. And what I found out on my journey was uh, that a lot of those things are instinctive. Okay, so again, I didn't have the internet, but I started visualizing and I started meditating And uh, one day when I was uh, in the bathroom brushing my teeth, I looked in the mirror and I realized that I didn't recognize myself. So I hopped up on the bathroom counter and I started doing this thing called mirror work. Okay. And now there's, you can buy a course on miracle, uh, on mirror work. Um, I didn't know, you know, that I, I thought I made all of these things up. And so, about 10 years after my recovery, uh, my cousin turned me on to Louise Hayes' book, You Can Heal Your Life. And I'm reading this book and I'm reading about visualization and I'm reading about mirror work. And I'm saying to myself, well, wait a minute. I did, I developed these things 10 years ago. And so, and, right. <laughs> and so, putting two and two together, it, I realized that we all have that inner knowing. It's not magic. What I do is not magic. It's an inner knowing. Your body is so intelligent, it knows how to get well.
0: That's such a powerful thing, right? And just going back to that idea of taking back our ability to heal and trusting our instincts and the pings that the universe is sending us or our bodies are sending us and it's all inside of us and it's just a function of allowing it to start healing again and 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 to really listen to what it's trying to tell us because for half of us if not more it's absolutely screaming stop it stop doing what you're doing
1: That's exactly right. So if you don't listen to those signals early on, um, they're going to get louder and louder. And which in my case turned into a full-blown chronic health condition that landed me on disability for nine years. Wild. Yeah.
0: Well, Teresa, the people are ready for your difference-making tip, what do you have for them?
1: So uh, my difference-making tip is to... Take your power back. Make a commitment to take your power back. Um, Do your research. Pick the best Western medicine available and incorporate alternative therapies. Anything that might help and won't hurt, give it a try.
0: Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets come up. Anything that won't that, that, that might help and won't hurt?
1: Absolutely.
0: Nice. I love it. And how good does it sound to go to a Barnes and Noble and just pull a bunch of books and read at the coffee bar, Teresa?
1: You know, those were <laughs> the good old days, honestly. <laughs> Life was so much more peaceful.
0: <laughs> I I'm gonna, i gonna I might go do that today if I can find a bookstore. Just gonna go do that. Maybe. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Well, Teresa, thank you so much for coming on. Where, where can people learn more about you and how, how, how can they engage with you?
1: Thank you so much for having me. It is my mission to encourage people to uh, really take, empower their health. Um, the easiest way to reach me is just to go to my website, which is my name, Teresa And you can also go to less fear They both go to the same spot. Uh, there is a ton of information and some free resources. And there is a link to my YouTube channel, lots of uh, videos out there about healing and you can also contact me through my website as well.
0: Wonderful. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Teresa your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to TeresaBruni.com. That's T-E-R-E-S-A Bruni, B-R-U-N-I.com or LessFearMoreFlow.com and take advantage of all the resources and get in touch. Thanks again, Teresa.
1: Thank you so much.
0: And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.